Welcome to the Seek Outside Podcast. And then you should, you think that's bad? See Ryan on the phone in the office. <laughs> Ryan, what is the scariest slash strangest thing you've ever seen in the woods? Well, I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before. <laughs> we might have, but it was, it was like the one time that I've been freaked out in the woods. Me and, da- me and my dad were fishing in, uh, in a canyon um, that we hiked into. We get back to the canyon. It's like becoming nighttime. And I had kind of finished fishing. It was like right at last light. We were about to head out. And there was nobody back there. No, not a single other person. And I'm walking. I'm, I'm kind of sitting by the hole that my dad's in. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a boulder falls into the middle of the river. Like, no joke, boulder falls into the middle of the river. I'm like, okay, weird. You know, it was probably just like some something was walking around up there and it fell down but it was in the middle of the river so at first i was like eh, i don't know man that's kind of weird but i'm gonna pass it off so you know my dad comes up and we were just like yeah that was kind of weird right i mean kind of fell a little bit far in the middle of the river for if it was just a boulder coming off the side of the cliff so right anyway we end up walking out and it's basically dark at this point and we get to a spot where it's like flat um, the river kind of flattens out and, uh, we're just walking and all of a sudden we hear kerplunk in the middle of the river. We both look over and there was another boulder that w- had landed in the middle of the river. That was definitely not something that came off a cliff. It was just dead, dead center. Yeah. How dead big center. of a, how big of a boulder are we talking? Like a big rock? Like somebody I mean, got thrown? It, it, it made like, it was like if you, it made the sound of like if you threw something like a, a rock in a lake. Yeah. yeah like the boom, boom. Yeah. And the my dad. Reverb. Yeah, exactly. Splash type thing. Yeah. Yeah. And my dad is not someone that like, <clears throat> gets, he's very skeptical, right? He's a skeptical person. I, that was like the first time I've ever seen him like kind of scared in the woods. And we, we like kind of passed it off, right? We walked uh, back to the truck. We're, we sleep in the truck that night. And the next morning, I look on my truck bed. And, and this could have happened beforehand. I'm not saying that it happened this night. But, uh, you know, I had a tail underneath the tailgate. Um, you know, I had a topper. We sl- slept in the topper. But underneath the handle for the tailgate, there were a bunch of scratch marks. It, it was weird, like something had gone in there, and, and I have pictures of this on my phone because it, it was the one crazy moment in the hmm. woods that I think either someone was messing with us or um, maybe it was a bear. It could have been a bear or something like that. But bears, 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 hucking, hucking bears, rocks at you. bears don't throw rocks. I, <gasps> I know. Well, that's <gasps> the thing. But then to make it even weirder, two days after I get back, I had like this weird rash on my on both of my shoulder blades. So you're saying that this could possibly be supernatural? It I, sounds like a supernatural. Thing. It could have been. It, it it I don't know. I I don't think it was that. I think it was probably just a weird coincidence of of things that happened, right? But I did have a, a honeycomb rash on my on both of my shoulder blades on my back. Hmm. I got pictures if you guys want to see after this. But that was the weirdest thing. Were you sleeping on like a Z-Rest pad? No, just in the back of the truck, sleeping bags on the... on the. No pads? Yeah. Well, first of all, God. that's the scariest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Um, huh. Weird, dude. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I, I tell you what. I, don't, I, I, don't, I was going to say, save, save the best for last. But <clears throat> I grew up in a small mining town in Colorado to not be named with very large mountains. <laughs> but I used to do like a lot of like hikes and just like adventures with my friends. And there's this big ass cave that has it's essentially like going into a geode. Mm. Like it's super sick. <laughs> but you have to do like a three thousand foot gain hike to get to it. Yeah. Like Jeez. no trail. Fully just found on accident. Like anyways, we hiked up there <clears throat> one night. 
and like got to the top as it was like dark and all I have was my phone light. So we go in, whatever, see all the sick stuff come out and we hike down a different way than we usually do. And I don't know if you guys have seen like the Blair Witch Project. Mm-hmm. This very much felt like this. We were coming down again, a way I've never been and I'm hiking my phone out and here's so it's literally Blair Witch Project you're like filming yourself literally yeah (gasps) no I mean like I'm not I'm not saying I'm scared of the dark but like when you're when you're hiking in the middle of nowhere like where you haven't been before with a phone flashlight oh with your phone okay I thought you were meant you were no 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 it's sketchy you know and you're like all right I just like I know like this road is at the bottom of this somewhere like eventually I'm gonna hit a road so I keep hiking and we start hearing weird noises, like genuinely weird, like screechy, like I've never heard before, like sketchy. Mm. And it being a mining town, there's a bunch of like abandoned mine shacks and old like mining plots with yeah, sure. abandoned houses and stuff. As we're hiking down, I look, I'm, I'm looking down at the ground with my phone flashlight and there's a gold little like medallion of a bird, but the, it's bloody. Oh Jesus! And so I'm like, like after hearing those noises, and we kept hearing them like every every few minutes, you know. We're like, Fuck. We look down and like I, I'm like getting shivers talking about it, looking at this little medallion, like little bird with like a it had a necklace on it too with blood. <coughs> and Dude. I was like, oh fuck! Like oh, so we start we started booking it a little bit. <laughs> As we book it, we keep going down again. We don't necessarily know where we're going. It's so dark and it was like an iPhone four, you know, it's yeah. like even worse flashlight than they have currently. And as I'm, I'm hiking, I'm looking at the ground to like watch where I'm looking. And I look up and there's another one of the same exact one with fucking blood on it. Like medallion uh, medallion, yeah. but it's a bird. Both of them were birds. Same with, bird. Yeah. Gold sure. with blood on it. Hanging on just a random little branch right in front of my face. Like, I would have clotheslined myself on it. Jesus. And I was, like, fucking shaking scared, you know? We had kept hearing these noises, too. And so we kept going down, kept going down, and didn't see any more medallions, thank God. But we came, like, and there was just, like, this abandoned shack. And and we were, like, like, looked over to it. And when we pointed our flashlights, like heard another one of those screeches oh, and dude we fucking dude. we ran we ran i was like oh so scared i'm like fucking Hell like, no. like <laughs> it was it was so terrible i've what never was a, done it what again. was a screech like because like, like a fox kind of screeches no it was yeah. like it was but like, foxes uh not i don't know but i'm pretty sure they don't leave bloody gold bird yeah but I'm, I'm just saying like, like, like either there either there was somebody uh, yeah who was like had set that up as like fuckery for somebody who would like hike because yeah. I'm sure we passed like mining claims that were owned by people. Yeah, currently, yeah, sure. because we weren't on trail necessarily. But that was e- either that was the most crazy. fucked up joke I've ever seen. This still doesn't explain the screeching, no. but those little bird medallions with like blood on them, and it was like a splatter too. Like it wasn't like rust or anything. Like it was like big splotches. Of, yeah. Like if you're looking for a game trail. But on the birds, just on the birds, gold. Obviously, I don't think they were real gold. I can't. I didn't touch them. I was like, they booked it. <laughs> Listen, and, I'm not trying to get freaking and uh, when we, when, haunted. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. not touching that. And when we got to that shack and like immediately, like as like I like turn and shine my light on it, like that screech and I don't want to make it because like it's going to be funny, you know, and it yeah, just, yeah. it wasn't Maybe. funny, <laughs> but it was like Look. super high pitch and like raspy. And, yeah like <laughs> like good. that but like more subtle and we were like no but, like we booked it we ran oh, i feel yeah, like it's I'm... scarier if it's more subtle yeah you yeah, know yeah. like if it's yeah. like a like like a, if i don't know if i don't it's... know if it was a skinwalker or what like i'm not super superstitious about that stuff but like so, I, bet you, I bet you there's some sketchy stuff in the woods you don't hear, necessarily hear understand I, yeah i think so I hear think me out so. we start a podcast that's Scary things that happen in the woods. I'm I'm a I'm a total believer in the supernatural, man. Dude, I freaking like it. People send in your your stories. Yeah, yeah. Skinwalkers. No, no, please do. Skinwalkers, cryptids. 
I'm all about it. I listen to those podcasts. No, it's yeah. sketchy. It's, and I think, I mean, I'm not, like I said, I'm not like a superstitious crazy person, but I kind of believe, I kind of believe in some of that stuff. Well, yeah, here's oh, the totally. thing. There's like, got to be something out there. Like, and you I don't know. We, like, yeah. we don't, like, it's not 100%. That's the thing with things that haven't been proven, and that's the, the fallacy in it. But right. you don't know. I, it, I, it could be. Well, there could be. I just heard a rumor that they found like a whole forest underground in Japan or some really? Asianic country. Yeah. Damn. Asia is Asiatic. Asiatic. And like it, we're finding the upside. Uh, it's probably the upside down. You, probably. You've seen Stranger Things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's probably the same. The, shit. Only the first season, so I only know about the upside down. <laughs> well, spoiled. That's for it, right there, man. <laughs> No, but I I have never gone back up there. That's freaky, dude. Ever I wouldn't either. No, like because yeah. because I was just like, like how you don't see the same bird with like legitimate blood on it, unless it was some miracle painting that somebody had done. Yeah, to fuck with kids that maybe go on their property or something. Yeah, but like and they could have, but maybe it could have been. But do no, they have, do they have little screechers every like you know five minutes? Yeah, they yeah. have. It's actually a it's actually an electronic predator. It's call. it's one of those things that you were just talking about. Like one of those. Oh things yeah, to uh, friends. dude. <laughs> I mean, friends in the next four years. that that shit felt haunted. You know, yeah. like and once we booked yeah. it and got down yeah. to, the, to like my hair was standing up everywhere. Like I've never been. <clears throat> not that I would die, but like something weird, 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 weird sure. was going on. Yeah, you know what? How old were you? I was 17. Yeah. I was like 19 when that happened. So <laughs> it could have been, uh, I, I wasn't, um, exactly a saint back then. So it could have been, you know, some of the, I was, some I, of the substances. I was dead <laughs> nuts sober. Right? Substances? <laughs> were you on a whole bunch of substances when you were fishing with your dad? No, no, but it could have, uh, you just you know, cracked your been... back and had a little, <laughs> had a little extra spice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> could have been some of that, that, uh, that boulder magic <laughs> stored the, in your spine the marijuana right yeah what? no i mean terrifying yeah. I, I, i'm gonna go home and cry about my traumatic <laughs> experience <laughs> it traumatized me what about lee you yeah what do you, you better have something to step this up i i honestly like one time i ran into a bear i don't know uh, it me. honestly that that was my story uh, i heard dude, two I'm bears sorry. fighting um but at the time Ooh. it doesn't like when i was young so when I heard it at the time, I was like, that's a fucking demon. Yeah. <laughs> and it's coming for me, dude. And I was, I was bear hunting with my dad. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, it's just like the gnarliest sound up to that point. Yeah. Actually, the, the second gnarliest sound I, I've heard, or the, the most gnarliest sound that like surpassed that is when um, my broadhead hit that bear in the, in the skull. Right in the right in the brain cavity. Mm. That I will never forget that sound. It's it was the like the sound. noise that the bear made or the broadhead that the broadhead made oh, really? to its skull. It was it was weird. You, oh. I could never replicate it. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Um, There's some weird stuff. But that you those can hear two out there. those two bears fighting was like I was convinced that like some sort of Bigfoot or something was coming after me. Yeah, absolutely convinced. I, I I got another quick one. I Until just, I, I just up. I just got to touch on. All right, yeah. I think Do we it. should make this a whole podcast. Get I think Kevin we should. In, Kevin in here because Kevin has been in the woods and he's spent a lot of time in the woods. Yeah, I bet he's got some some stuff. He's not as superstitious oh, yeah. or as scared as I am. But, yeah. Um, we were up on the mesa fishing, me and Brandon, and we were sitting in the six person with the stove going. It was dark. Dead oh, dark, and fucking, <clears throat> it sounds like the cooler opens and like that, like that, yeah, like, and then it slams. Oh, and so, what kind of cooler was it? This is a fucking either a yeti, like a so yeti like the, or a yeti look like closed, properly yeah. closed. That exact noise that you would hear from that cooler, and we're both in there, we like shitting our pants. <laughs> We haven't had too many beers yet. We've had a few, but we haven't had, like, you yeah. know, we aren't toast. Yeah. And we both hear that noise, and, like, Brandon's, like, fucking, like, walks out of the tent, looks out, like, who the fuck's there? Like, who's trying to steal our beer? Like, who's trying to? Nothing. Cooler, you cooler, teenagers. <laughs> cooler was completely closed. It's a bear-proof cooler. Yeah. You know, it's, a, sure. it's the Orion one, too. The green, the green Orion. The green Orion type. one. Yeah. Which, like, is a pretty solid thing to hear that exact noise 
and like walk out there. That shit was that shit was sketchy yeah. too because we were like, oh, somebody's either fucking with us or a bear tried to get in. But like for it to be completely closed, hear the exact noise. I've heard that noise so many times. I've opened a lot of coolers in my life. The same slam, the the jingle of those metal closure systems when you mm. when you hear it shot, yeah, yeah, yeah. slam. Yeah, and yeah. Like, no, it was it weird. was fucked up, dude. That's weird. And that's why I carry a nine millimeter in the woods. <laughs> and that, and that's literally human spray. <laughs> human spray. <laughs> literally, I I have I I started carrying a, a handgun in the woods like a few years ago or a year ago, I guess, because I was like, yeah, there is some stuff out here that goes on. I don't so, know if this is gonna save me, but <laughs> so <laughs> people are gonna we're people listening to this podcast, weeks. they're gonna be like, oh. Yeah, I'm not buying from Seek Outside anymore. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> those, those guys are on acid every time they're in the woods. <laughs> um, the second scariest time, though, like, and like in actual danger, me and my dad stumbled onto an illegal pot grow. Ooh. And they, had, they were like there somewhere. There was like a tent with like, you know, that's they were living there. You know, it's you know, it's and hilarious. I was like, we we're gonna get fucking shot at any moment. And yeah. It was archery season, so we didn't have like rifles. On me, us. me, oh. and my dad, turkey hunting, exact same thing. Really? Yeah, exact same thing. They're all pots. At least they all were all over the place before we had the the legislation yeah. pass. Yeah, yeah. Like, they might still be. And that that's scary yeah. too, because you're like, yeah, I don't this know. is illegal. Like it's like I don't know what this person's not, gonna do to keep me yeah. quiet. You, you know? never yeah. know if it's cartel or something. You know, they don't. They don't care. I didn't know the cartel would be at 9,500 feet, you know, and Man, on dude. turkey season, but. Whatever it takes to make them racks. Sketchy. No, no we think it. So before we found it, there's a guy down there, and he was like, oh, yeah, we've got a bunch of hunters up there. We never saw a soul. Oh. But he was acting like an outfitter, and so I'm wondering mm. if it was him trying to, like, That'd be a keep good. people out of his pot grow. That'd be kind of good cover. If you're yeah. yeah, he's like, oh, he's like, oh, I've got three guides and they've all got people up there. Yeah, you know, I mean, just just look out for them. But they're all over the place. They're going all over the place. Like you know, like really trying to deter us from going in. And we're like, oh, okay, cool. Were there like we'll we'll, we'll stay out of their way. Don't worry. Were there tents set up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. he had a he had a couple. There was two like uh, Coleman, like blue Coleman tents, like from Walmart. And uh, one of the guys had like some shirts hung up, like drying out or something. And uh, uh, you know, I'm assuming there's more than one because there's two tents there. Um, and then yeah, like huge, huge freaking pot plants because it was like early September, so I, I doubt they would have had to like really had to, you know, cut them yet because yeah. there was no freeze or anything. Yeah, maybe they're just opportunistic hunters. Yeah, they're just <laughs> walking for looking for a hiking spot, and they're like, oh. Well, this is it right here. Yeah. Look at this green field. Yeah, this We're right is right in the awesome. middle of a of a what, what kind of what kind of what kind of crap is this? Yeah. I bet you it attracts deer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely attracts deer. I wonder if it's skunk weed. <laughs> Man, um, I, 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 all right, yeah. So Jesus. That got Man, I, I, I feel I feel No, I, I like that. Though. I feel like we should just keep going. <laughs> just not do what we told. We I don't have any more though. That that kind of That was the only one. Yeah. Really. Well, okay. Let's get into it. Yeah. Let's let's get into what we're we're here to do. Um, so let's do our job. We did our yeah. Let's do, do our job, job. Ryan. Do your job. Um, You're a terrible moderator. <laughs> so we're here to answer people's uh, gear questions. We put a question out on Instagram uh, on our story asking people for their uh, trips that they were going to be going on. Um, and we're going to look at these trips and give our gear recommendations um, for how, for these specific trips. How many trips do you have there? We got five. We got five different kind of scenarios. Okay. Um, and I think I think we uh, just kind of debate like a pack, tent, if they want to bring a stove, um, and just kind of go into some of the different factors um, regarding some of these trips. Well, why don't um, you why don't you read us number one? Yeah. So with number one. This one came in from uh, mindful underscore hunter um, at on Instagram, and it sounds like I'm pretty jealous of this guy because he's gone on a 15 day stone sheep solo hunt, uh, fly in hunt in the northern Rockies of British Columbia. Um, now, there's one question that I have for this guy: Is he gonna be? Does he have the option 
to get uh, a plane to redrop supplies or if this is all self-supported? Because that would let, kind of make a difference. Let's play it as all self-supported. All because self-supported. Because if, if he can afford another drop, you know, because you got to pay the pilot to get there and back. Mm-hmm. If he can afford another drop, he's he's probably fine. He can do pretty much whatever he wants. Yeah. yeah. Um. But let's say he's self-supported. He's going to get flown in, and he's only going to get picked up 15 days later or whenever he in-reaches the dude. Mm-hmm. So I'd imagine, first thing, shelter that does okay in the wind. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Sheep country, typically not a lot of trees What's around that? that area. Did um, he mention anything about another buddy or anything? Or? No, no, it's solo. solo. He, he specifically says solo. Oh, my yep, goodness. Solo. Terrible. Pretty ballsy. Must yep. be a pretty avid outdoorsman. Um, no, so he, first time hunter, actually. First time hunter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't do it. Start dude. off large. <laughs> yes. Hey, jump into the deep end, and, and that's probably the only swim you take. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm with you. What, what, uh, what shelter would you recommend for him? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be wet. It's mm-hmm. going to be windy. You want something that's going to last and. Work pretty well. I'd, I'd probably go Cimarron, personally, even for myself, just to have the... You're bringing a lot of gear for 15 days, and you yep. want it to all stay dry. Mm-hmm. And you want a tent that's going to do well in the mm-hmm. wind. Mm-hmm. I'm, saying, I'm saying Cimarron, big steaks, big, big, meaty steaks. Twisted. Yep, those twisted ones and some good tie-outs. Mm-hmm. Lots of guy line. Yep, lots, lots of guy of line. <clears throat> uh, probably a liner and... Probably a large standard stove and run it. Hope for the yeah. best. Yeah. Standard stove, you're thinking. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can go U turn too. Doesn't really matter. I mean, yeah. if you, well, I guess, I guess, I, I don't know if they have the same weight limits. Probably. I guess. I would assume. Same. If yeah. they have the same weight limits, I mean, probably U turn then, you know, save an extra man. half pound. That would be tough, yeah, man. It, if you got a, I would assume the weight limit is, I would think for a 15 day hunt, your weight limit. Would it's getting up there because be like two pounds of food per day yeah uh, that's 30 pounds right there i don't know what food you're eating two pounds jeez well on a sheep I mean, hunt holy standard, cow dude. you're yeah. gonna need it yeah. Yeah. yeah and i mean yeah i i, I would on, on, typically on, sheep season is earlier yeah. so i would think maybe like a cub stove just really? to, yeah probably a cub you turn save weight and also you just have something to dry your stuff out just because oh, it's true. It, it, it's probably not going to be like terribly cold i don't know if, I, if chilly, i'm getting if i'm getting socked in i hate the wet too yeah so if i get did he so- say what time of year august uh i'm assuming no, it's going to be he august didn't, but yeah most sheep so okay let's august. just assume it's august mm-hmm. and let's just assume it's unsupported yeah so that, and, that's and, the basis for everything and, you know maybe you could drop down like if it were me, I'd maybe drop down to like a silver tip in a medium. I mean, silver tip, bomb in the wind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just don't have the space for 15 days of gear. I mean, you're living yeah. in that tent. Especially if you're getting socked well, in. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd rather be able to sit up and hang out a little bit with a big stove that keeps me super warm. Because yeah, if you get if you do get socked in for, like, let, let's, let's, say you, let's say it's like the worst case scenario. You're socked in for like five days a week. Right, which can happen. You're gonna want some space to move around and do things inside the tent. That's you know doesn't require you to get yeah. out. Put your rain gear on inside the tent. Get out. Do whatever you want to do. Yeah. yeah. Which the Cimarron offers, and I I don't know if the Silver Tip really does, but you're you're kind of in between weight and comfort. Yeah. You know, that whole time. Yeah. And this guy's it, badass. If, dude. if he's getting yeah. flown in on a beaver, he's got. A little bit of weight, a little bit more weight allowance, right? Yeah. Uh, but if he's getting flown in on a cub, he doesn't have it's much. Like fifty pounds or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah. And depending on how much he weighs, sometimes they even say like, "Oh, if you weigh over one eighty or whatever, you're you're actually forty five pounds, or yeah. forty, or if you weigh two hundred, it's forty pounds." Yeah. And you're like, oh god. Then uh, yeah. now you got to start cutting weight. You got to start acting like a bodybuilder. Yeah. And then uh, I mean, my opinion, backpack is. Gossock 63. Yeah. With Brooks pockets on Wingspan it. pockets. Yeah. Yes, sir. The wingspans. Yeah, dude. The new product that just dropped. Everybody and- go check those out. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. plug. <laughs> um, and I'm usually an integrated guy. I am. 
but for something like that where you're gonna have to carry all that stuff and you might have to put meat in there too i'm taking the, i'm taking the breakaway just so i can i can put that in between and have some modularity yeah. if i need because yeah. if he's got a let's say he kills it a ways away from his drop point and he's not able to get either back to his drop point or to another drop point or another pickup point um he might have to carry meat and camp all at the same time yeah yeah um which yeah the breakaway would be yeah breakaway would be ideal well it'd be necessary for that for and, sure. and like i said i'm usually a fan of the integrated but i mean just in in that case i, I want to be prepared for anything yeah so bring a couple wingspan pockets for your for your spotter yeah yep. keep it protected in the rain spotter add an extra 2400 cubic inches worth of carrying capacity yeah I mean, you're, I at, right you're at a 10,000 cubic inch pack damn near, so. Yeah. Or I guess about 9,000. Yeah. yeah. Wow, but if he has a Talon yeah. or yeah. even a Merlin. Closer dang, to nine. Yeah, he'd be, he'd be getting up there. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one, man. It's a lot of gear. Make sure you got a good good uh, system. Cut cut your weight on every uh, every corner that you can, I Let's, would say. I, I wouldn't even say go with the Talon. No? Mm-mm. No, I ditch the talent. Go wingspan pockets. Yeah. Um. Cut down on weight. Where you know, honest, honestly, I just wouldn't go. That sounds too hard. <laughs> Stay home. <laughs> I, I, sometimes I wish I could give everybody that advice. You know, that sounds really cold and miserable. <laughs> Stay home. Stay, Stay home. home. I mean, it sounds fun, but like, you know, yeah. it's so, a lot of work. So I think I, I agree with you. Cimarron. Large U-turn, medium U-turn. I, I would uh, I would drop kick the Cub, oh, yeah. back into the garage. Yep. Yeah. Um, These just aren't gonna get enough heat and. Not for north, not for northern BC. No. You know, like it's gonna be rainy and cold still, and you're gonna want to dry out socks. You're gonna want to dry, especially because I'm I'm assuming he's gonna have crit crossings. Um, you know, he's gonna have to cross big swollen rivers maybe you know um especially if it rains they're gonna swell yep um so he's gonna have to cross and if he's not if he's not bringing like a like a lightweight hip waiter or something like that uh you know he's gonna get wet probably most likely sounds awful yeah um so he's gonna want to dry out socks uh you know dry out pants and stuff like that uh i I would say medium u-turn large u-turn or even standard if you're just looking for a little bit more more uh forgiveness when you're something around like if you're like me and like a basically a neanderthal (laughs) your gear i mean it'll also depend on what your wood situation is i mean if you're well i'm i'm thinking it's gonna be I'm thinking it's going to be sparse unless he finds a really good spot with like, um, you know, not necessarily devil's club, but uh, um, I'm not well versed on the plant life of Northern BC. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he will have maybe some trees, but not a lot. Yeah, uh, a lot of it's gonna be like brush, but you could still burn brush for sure. Um, and I I, I don't know why I'm uh, I mean spacing. On, on I guess if it's if it's wet, um, you'll probably want a little bit bigger of a stove so that you can get something going to like burn to to dry out other wood yeah. and stuff. I mean, I would say if it's just for like drying out socks and stuff, because you know Dylan of Eat Wild, he was on a sheep hunt last year and it was like freaking seventy degrees. That looks in, nice. in BC, yeah, and it nice. and it all just depends, yeah. really. Um, yeah, because you never know. He could be going in September. Yeah, he yeah. could be he going. Could. He could be going in late season, October I mean, when they're but, like you know uh, rutting. Yeah, when we so. went to Alaska, I mean, we just planned for the worst. I brought so much extra clothes, so much, you know, big sleeping bag, big pad, tiny tent, but like we we planned for. The absolute the worst. worst. You know, because you yeah. know, it, it just can change like that up in the mountains. Yeah. yeah. And like in August, people have gotten snowed on and, For sure. oh, and yeah. gotten stuck um, we in, got on like on. caribou hunts. Yeah. Yeah. We we were on on our 
a doll sheep hunt. We were stuck in the tent for like four days straight, five yeah. days straight, something like that. Yeah. So what about uh, what about situation two? Yeah. Um, so situation two um, is going to be, I think this is just applicable to basically any through hike, but more of a, a northern through hike. This is uh, from Riley dot Seaholzer, um, seventy five mile through hike in Idaho, hmm. um, on the Snake River. Uh, hmm. I'd assume he's probably in the uh, Frank Church. That's the Snake River, I believe. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's... If it doesn't go through the Frank Church, it's probably pretty close, and it's probably similar terrain. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but I think this could be applicable to any any through-hike. Sure. It might be a little bit different if you're, like, doing a through-hike, like, in on the desert. southern PCT, because that's going to be a little bit different sure. uh, terrain, you know, sure. deserty. Um, I guess. I guess the hard part is we aren't all much of through hikers <laughs> you know yeah but we've all we've all backpacked right i mean yeah. we've all done backpacking trips i think you know the the key it, here is most through hikers are are trying to t- take their make their base weight you know under 30 pounds is if, if you're supported which are they are their base are. weight or their total weight or their total weight their total weight sorry yeah are they yeah, are they solo does, does it say or um, I would I'm, assume so. I, like, or that, or he's like at least self-supported. Yeah, yeah. He's bringing um, his own tent, own yeah sleeping bag, so, all that stuff. And let's just just assume that this is a weekend trip. Seventy-five miles doesn't really warrant a whole month to to yeah, do. Like four depends. Four, five days. Depends four, on five, the elevation yeah. gain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe so. Let's say long weekend. Mm. Four days. Four days. Yeah. Three days. Trying to do four? twenty-five miles a day. But, 2015. Yeah. If you could do yeah. 25 miles a day, that's pretty badass. That's what we were doing on the Colorado Trail. On bikes. No. On foot. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess you, did, you didn't do the Colorado Trail. That's <laughs> Coca Pelly. Um, oh, Ryan. Yeah. Oh, Ryan. Moder- <laughs> worst moderator in uh, uh, it's the world. <laughs> it's, those, it's those drogas. Those, those coronas here. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's say four days, and he's got, you know, 20 some odd miles a day how much is that or 20 miles a day yeah i mean 25 if he's doing a a weekend trip Um, so he's got 18 18 miles a day we're Um, doing a lot of calculations for for a four-day trip what what about what do you guys think about a silex yeah i would i would do like the silex or even uh a dst or something like that something minimal yeah something super minimal it, I'm assuming he's going to be doing doing it in the summer. It's warm. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's probably even really hot. Would you guys take a nest? I probably wouldn't. I mean, no, I I don't think I would. I, I honestly, me personally, I would take a DST. Um, I would either just do it a frame or the um like the three walled, you know, or even like the diamond. No, no total enclosed shelter or anything like that. Um, and because he's probably like waking up, hiking until he goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm, <clears throat> I'm a Silex Nest and a Flight Two Twenty Five guy. For yeah, that. I would definitely say Flight Two. Now I would say, so I want to bring this up. I would say for this guy's trip, I would do something for sure in Ultra. Now, if he was doing a, a through hike in the desert, I would say that it might be worth considering doing running his pack in Wolf Gray because I did a test the other day because we got a lot of questions about people asking about how the black fabric does in heat. Sun. Like if it like just transfers heat. Yes. Now, Ultra 400 is UV resistant. So it's not going to heat up as quick as like uh, just your standard black fabric, right? Does have like a black UV- t-shirt. Or yeah, exactly. But I did. So I, what I did is I took a flight in our old X pack, and then I took one in Ultra, put them out there, put two water bottles in there, filled them up with the, the cold water from the machine, and waited thirty minutes. And I was expecting there not to be a difference. There was a difference in the temperature of water in the black versus the gray by so, how much i mean it was it which was, one was hotter the black for okay sure. so the black yeah. the black, was, black warmer. was yeah definitely hotter like you'd expect right but i 
it, it wasn't like huge, but I could imagine if you're doing a, a through hike through, you know, Southern Mexico right now, right. Where, or Southern New Mexico right now, where it's starting to get 89 degrees, it's probably going to, it, it could potentially, you know, if you got chocolate in there, it's probably something, <laughs> probably not a good idea, but you know, it, it's worth considering and it, that heat could be reflecting onto your body. So that I would just add that in as a footnote for anybody that's uh here but you can only but you can only get a flight in the ultra for sure so i I might do like a gila here's my recommendation don't hike when it's that hot that's the yes (laughs) if it's 32 (laughs) if it's above freezing he's too hot i'm sweating i'm sweating if it's 35 degrees out me on the other hand i like getting into hot cars i'm like these guys yeah so we we get in the truck and owen's like oh man i love getting into a hot car (laughs) i'm like I feel like I'm about to pass out. It's so hot in here. Yeah. You guys, you guys just dude. don't. Crazy. First person I've ever heard say that. <coughs> oh, Literally. I love getting into, into a car. It's so hot where it melts your yeah. wallet sitting. You in probably the, like black dash. leather too. Black leather interior. I do. <laughs> I do. I do actually have a car with a black leather interior. Yeah. All right. So yeah, Silex, Nest, or DST. With um, a flight or Gila. Yeah, flight, Gila. Yeah. Run your trekking poles, you know. Try to try to make it as lightweight as possible. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. So the next one is we had a bunch of people right in talking about uh spring bear. Um yeah. you know, call it Idaho, call it Montana, something like that. Spring, lots of uh variable weather conditions could be could eighty, be. could be seventy five, could be 70 could be 65 could be 60 could be 55 could be 50 degrees any of those it could do, be do you want to name do you want to name a few more temperatures yeah it could be <laughs> you know it could, it could be 55 yeah 56 or 57 yeah you it know possi- possibly i've i've even heard of 48 oh, 47 so. or 46 Ooh, i don't know about that no it could be it could be super hot could be super cold right yeah um what what are you what are and this one's interesting too because i mean you're probably i feel like a lot of people are going with a buddy or two so i mean i mean i'd probably i'd probably go back to if it was me and another guy i'd probably go back to cimarron light with a large u-turn or large standard and call her good the only thing would be like possibly having a liner because i mean spring is generally wet and when it's wet condensation in any tent builds up so having that liner is nice but usually spring isn't so bad that you can't just you can't not go outside i feel like i feel like 90 percent of the time you can get out of the tent in the morning pretty easily so maybe that like like a dst to glass under or something yeah 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 because it'll probably rain or snow on you at some point in spring probably just take a lantern like easy enough like either i probably probably kenai actually kenai see and that and that's like i would take the lantern because i would want to pack game and camp at the same time yeah do it like just get it all done with and it depends i mean i might consider taking a guardian because a lot of a lot of bear country is pretty steep stuff in the spring. Oh, that's like true. that's that's where you see a lot of people. So just to be able to cut that extra. Yeah, know, like Idaho is a pretty popular state to go hunting, and sometimes it could be pretty steep. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're you're hiking up and down ridges. I know people who um, do like flying bear hunts. Yeah, yeah, Frank Church, pretty common Great. flying area. Cool. We're gonna get like thirty messages now. Don't it's, give it away. It's, it's famous, man. It's famous. It is. Famous. Um, what about what about what about like a, a piece of gear that's not seek outside related that uh, that you guys like to take out in the spring? <coughs> in the for spring, all your spring trips? Hmm. I don't go out in the spring. I only go out in July and August. <laughs> um, uh, man, that that's hard. Cordage and a knife, bro. No, <laughs> I mean, I mean, really though, honestly, you could d- basically just get away. Uh, I like gators a- is a must. <coughs> gators is a is an absolute must. You for disgust me. me. See, gators are interesting to me too, because I'm not always the biggest fan. Unless it's snowing, I'm probably yeah, not taking gators. But w- for whatever reason, the ones you had. Well, yeah, they were. I mean, they were post Alaska where I just beat them to where you crap, just exploded them. Yeah, but my, I, I mean, I have my new Sitkit Stormfront gators. They're awesome, but 
sometimes they're a little weird, man. And uh, they I get do. hot. They yeah, get super they do. hot. They do, but I mean, if you're so okay, we're talking spring bear weather is almost inevitable, especially if you're out there for a long time. Um, there's this cool app on on your phone called the weather app. Go yeah. out only fair weather. <laughs> See and, and see that's that's the issue is you know people will only hike around or whatever in fair weather. Um, no, you just need a good, you need a, you wait. need a good set of boots and a good sleeping bag anywhere you go. Yeah, I I kind of find that if you have a good pair of like DWR pants and a good pair of uh-huh. waterproof yeah. boots, like if you're just crossing creeks, sure. I mean, unless unless you're going through. I mean, if it if it's like. Okay, it just rained, and now I'm going to walk through this thing of brush. I wouldn't wear gaiters. Yeah. But if it's, like, actively snowing, getting shitty, um, you know, like, just dumping rain or whatever, and you're just like, okay, I need to move from here to there, um, I, I'm wearing gaiters, personally. Weather app. Weather app. <laughs> Owen's showing us the weather app. I, I didn't know what that was actually. That's, it's it's that's crazy, because dude. Owen is only in places where he gets service, so <laughs> yeah. he just uses the weather. So he app. always always has service. Um, Man, he's just like, oh yeah, what's it going to be today? Oh yeah, let me check my email real fast. We, I, I I will make it known so everybody takes my advice seriously that I'm way cooler than Ryan and Lee. <laughs> just um, maybe than Lee, but, but I would I would take I would take Gators. That's, that's I would, I would my just, personal yeah. thing. I yeah. would take gaiters, um, especially because it keeps my pants clean. I sleep in my pants when I'm in my sleeping like, bag. I literally sleep totally clothed. You're weird. Um, I, sleep, I sleep dead nude. <laughs> naked. Yeah, because he brings but a naked. negative five I, degree Yeah, I, 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 bring, I bring my negative five degree weather. sleeping bag. I guess it's five degree. Bring my five degree sleeping bag, yeah. big old pad. I bring like a 25, 30 degree sleeping bag. Yeah. But then you have to carry your pants that you have to sleep in. Nothing nothing is more disgusting, in my opinion. When you wake up, you're in your down, you're in all your fucking, you're all, all your shit. You wake up in the morning and you're wet from sweating. If you just sleep in your sleeping bag normally, you dry out. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, sleep see, but cold. I, I never really have that issue though. I, I would never cold. sleep in my like actual sleep pants. Up. I always bring sweats. I bring like some fleece sweats. Maybe, maybe I'll maybe I'll sleep in like my long undies, like my merino wool long undies. Sure, yeah. but like I would, I assumed that you were joking about sleeping naked. Oh, I'm not kidding. Yeah, I, I, like, <laughs> like underwear only. Like, uh, oh, that's, that's not, not that's not naked, naked dude. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, but it's close. You know, yeah. So. But, but yeah, not if you look on gators. Instagram nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> that's close. <laughs> no, yeah, um, gators. So what about you, Ryan? For sure. Um, what, would you, what would you take? For me, I would say bottle of bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would say like some sort of tarp. I mean, I guess that's like seek outside related, or or some sort of if you're sleeping in a floorless shelter. Definitely some sort of uh, ground cover. We Just make to, those too. Yeah, but <laughs> other companies make those as well. Some sort of Tyvek. You should buy ours. <laughs> you should buy ours. They have the Seek Outside logo. But no, I would I would say a tarp or um, or some sort of ground sheet to put underneath yeah. your stuff, just to in case you get like rain or something like that, and you happen to be pitched, you know, pitched Wonky. on a downhill slope put it underneath your stuff but then you can also take that tarp out use it as a, a shelter if you're out doing something yeah because you sleep on a dst tarp right i do yeah yeah yeah, yeah. see and I, I don't I, I pack a separate ground tarp yeah yeah and i, just, I pack a dst tarp usually i always i almost always bring a tarp unless it's like it in montana dude you i did no i said we could have we could have used it in Montana. Yeah. One shelter. Oh, well, I did. I did. I had the DST. We just never really. Yeah. See, we were hiking when it was snowing. We yeah. never had a chance to just sit. Yeah. Moving. True. Moving when it's moving when it's crappy out. All right. So this is uh, the last one that we're gonna do today. Uh, this is from Steve Stalinhoff. Um, and he wanted to know. He challenged us. He said. 
that there was no gear he said out there. no gear exists that could stand up in the air i'm gonna read it to you yeah yeah read the exact quote hold on, hold it's on, essentially hold on. a two-day backcountry skiing trip and okay he said uh wet heavy snow and that's wet period heavy period snow period uh no gear exists that can support this environment unless you can prove it um and i would say that we we can and we have um yeah i mean that's kind of like that's the kind gear of the, that we the make bread and butter. yeah that's kind of like our gear our bread and butter i will i will say that is a very harsh environment especially the wet snow on any any shelter. so yeah. here's here's my thing he's only there for two days yeah so he's not getting like days and days worth of snow built up on his tent but right? he said it was in bc yeah which can be like it, it's wet and it, it can be sure, a lot yeah, of yeah because i'm well i don't know if it's coastal if it's coastal it's super wet and so i'm assuming if he says wet it's coastal yeah um and here's the, here's the thing you can do it as long as you clear your tent off when you leave clear it off when you get back clear it off maybe right before you, you, you go to you bed gotta, you gotta work for it if it is dumping and it is it has to be dumping which it can in bc i'm not saying that it doesn't but like it's doable um and you have a hot tent um, that's true and so hot tip on that hot tip on the hot tent so this would be like one circumstance that i would say for your stove a rain snow cover yep. would be very yeah rain cool. yep mm-hmm. and i like a lot of circumstances it's probably not necessary um, because one thing that can happen with those rain snow covers is it does disperse the smoke and therefore ashes and sparks, not down. just straight up. It can yeah. disperse them Outward. down. So it can be a little risky, but in that circumstance, you probably need it. The if, Well, your tent's probably going to be so wet anyways that if a spark it doesn't matter. hits it, exactly. it's true. Yeah. true. Gone. Yeah. yeah. Now, for – and I, I, this, I like this trick. For people that – don't want to take a rain snow cover if you're worried about rain or snow getting in your stove box and making it um un wet you know, ins- wet inside wet, your stove wet box, inside yeah. the stove box um you can disconnect your stove pipe from the stove while you're out in a way f- not using the stove that's pretty and easy it's super yeah, and easy. just and like literally just like a rain spout yeah and put it off in the mud or in it, the dirt yeah exactly yeah. And it keeps all that stuff from getting in your actual stove box, making it impossible to start a fire next time. So I, th- I, th- I think there's a, a bit of a funniness to like, <clears throat> anytime you go in the backcountry, you can have the best gear and all the stuff. But to a certain extent, you do need some craftiness, which comes yeah. over yeah. time, right? Yeah. So like yeah, if, if you go up there and, and you put that tent up and it snows hard, two wet days of heavy snow, I'll be honest, your pole is probably going to break. Our poles are designed to break before the actual shelter because it's a lot easier to find a tree, mm-hmm. right? Or something to put that tent back up with, yeah. right? So, I mean, everything takes care. And like, you know, you got to be a little crafty about it. Like what like Ryan just said, that's pretty crafty. That's pretty smart, honestly. I would have never thought of that. <laughs> Hot yeah. tip. Yeah. You know, but like. Were we doing that in... No, no, because no, but we were underneath a tree. That's why I said let, let's let's kind of be back in this little pocket because we were underneath some yeah. trees. But there is it was hard to start fires, man. Jeez, like it's hard to start wood. fires because of wet wood. Yeah, and that's yeah. the other thing you got to consider with, like when you're doing something in super wet conditions, is like wood preparation is is Huge. much more yeah. of a of a process. You got to yeah. make sure that you bring the wood in like. 24 hours before you're trying to burn it yeah keeping it in that tent putting it right next to the stove where it's going to dry out that first fire up in like a coastal bc is going to be a mother yeah honestly like, bring, bring all that pyro putty yeah <laughs> just just two pucks of the pyro putty use one puck the first night and then just save the second puck for for yeah, like yeah. the rest of the the time yeah <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. There's definitely an extent of craftiness whenever you're in the backcountry, especially in extreme situations. Right? Oh yeah, like like if if I'm just going camping, like you don't need to be crafty. Like no one, <laughs> yeah. no one just gives someone a rifle and says, "Here, uh, shoot that target." Um, you know, like a thousand yards away. It all it yeah. all comes with practice, yeah. Process, and time. No, practice. yeah, no one gives someone a, a bow and says, "Here, uh, hit that hit that bullseye with this bow yeah. right now." You know, well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, our our products are designed for people to take them deep and go on these expeditions. people have used them on on everest uh everest uh, yeah summits. base camp yeah. yeah really 
Yeah, that's oh, sick. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like that—that's the thing, right? Mongolia. I mean, people have used them in Mongolia. Mongolia, yeah. Till the Hun actually. <laughs> Till the Hun actually he, used. He used one, yeah. yeah, to murder all those people. <laughs> oh, <God>. No, dude. <laughs> oh. Oh, shit. Um, oh, bad PR. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Man back to this guy's <laughs> like. Back to this guy's gear, like actual specific gear. I would say probably like a red cliff would be good um because i would assume he's probably getting flown in or snowmobile or something yeah. like that he can afford a little bit more weight i just yeah i'd assume he'd probably get heloed in yeah helo yeah. or maybe snowmobile maybe snowmobile depending on where it is helo um, helo is what i'm gonna assume yeah i would probably honestly take some cots some ultralight cots oh yeah to to throw them up underneath your underneath the yeah snow, and especially separation. if you're getting heloed in or or even taking like a, a snowmobile pulling a polk or something on on the back of the snowmobile you can afford all these like extra little things like cots and rain you know, snow cap rain snow caps and sh- you know a the bunch of shovels mama. yeah oh yeah big mama big for mama sure. with the baffle keep that heat in there yep. just a little bit longer it's gonna yeah, be cold. big mama for sure um but the red cliff is also good for his lower hunting uh i mean maybe yeah because he okay so he did say he wants one shelter for his backcountry ski trip and his and his hunting excursions right yeah yeah okay so that yeah that that's a so we have to think of something that we can scale back yeah and so maybe the big mama is still good because we can ditch the baffle when we're lower yeah and it depends on how many people he's taking Uh, if it's just him on both of these trips it it changes it's, everything. Let, let's yeah. let's say he's going with like three or four guys. You know? Yeah. Yeah. On a, on a backcountry ski trip, you have to be going with at least one, two other people because <laughs> avalanche safety. safety. Yeah. And if you're going alone, stop it right now. Stop it. Stop yeah. it. And and go find a buddy. Have your beacons on. Yeah. We did we did a podcast with Corey Seaman about it. You can go listen to that mm. if you're if you're needing a little refresher on what you should be doing when you're backcountry skiing. Mm-hmm. So. Um, my opinion of all the gear is that he should take an eight man with an XL or XXL stove. Whoa, dude! Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because I think I think the Red Cliff is extremely versatile, but it doesn't offer the headroom. You're skiing. You're wearing all that crap. Okay, but wanna, hear, hear me out. You Ooh, stand, that's a good point. You want to stand you up change. and you want to take it off because you aren't going to sleep in your snow pants. Unless in your like sleeping Lee. bag. Unless you're like Lee, a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have to change. You yeah. just wake up and hit it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no, so I, I think an eight-man, which is, it's still light. It's, it's not as light as the Red Cliff. Red Cliff's about five pounds. Eight-man's about seven pounds. Yeah. You can deduct weight with carbon and all that stuff. But you want a place to stand up in. It does extremely well in the wind, the eight-man. So does the Red Cliff, but the eight-man is just shaped in yeah, a way that works really well you can guide out in tons of places you can also do that with the red cliff but you have what is it, eight feet of standing room in there so when you are done with the day and you're lighting your stove it's really nice and warm up top at the peak of that tent you're taking off all your clothes and, and getting comfortable and i think the eight man offers just a little bit more and when you take it out hunting let's say you hunt with two or three people it's still not heavy because you split up the stakes you split up everything i i agree here's my only caveat when you're backcountry skiing you're probably in very deep snow yep um i know it's wet heavy snow there it's not like the cold smoke kind of snow that you'd see up in montana or something like that um You'd probably want to dig a trench inside of your inside of your uh, teepee. Dig it uh, out. Yeah. Yep. So so you're digging. I know we're listening on a podcast here, and you can't really see what I'm doing, but you're digging around the the pole, and you want to give enough room around the pole to where it that won't like shift or move or sink or whatever. That movement Lee just did was drawing a circle with the sand. Yep. Yeah. So, so, so <laughs> play by play commentary. Right yeah. Here. So so you're gonna want to dig around the hole, and you can make like a sleeping bench and um i have yet to to test this out but uh like a like a cold air sump basically yeah yeah it's like, go over like, that because so basically cause about this. it basically is like so say you have your your layer of snow 
And if the tent was just to sit on top of that, you would dig underneath and like you would dig a, a trench around and that would basically be, be your cold air sump. You could also dig even further and then you sleep up high, you know, you sleep on the, the first bench and you dig a second bench and that's your cold air sump. And so basically yeah. it's just allowing the cold air somewhere to sink and the, and the hot air, you know, the air from your stove, cause your, your stove is going to be either right next to the pole or it's going to be down in the cold air sump. And all that heat is going to be rising, and you're going to be sleeping in the hot, in in the in the hot zone. Let's mm. call it. Yeah. So you're going to be sleeping on like the second level, technically, of your of your new apartment, mm-hmm. of your backcountry apartment here. Mm. And uh, if you've ever slept in like a townhome or something like a split level townhome, you know that the fucking the second floor is hot. Oh, dude, it's in the summer. All it's weird. the time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And, heat, heat rises and so like you've got that cold Fact. air you got that cold air sump in the bottom your sleeping area and then obviously the, the rest of the tent for you to stand up in so that's the only reason i think you could you could get away with the red cliff or the six person but an eight person would be luxurious and if you can afford the if you can afford the way i would agree with owen and say go with the eight person but if yeah. you're like you know what that's just too heavy you can get away with the six or red cliff with it for yeah. for that skiing purpose yes but for the know, skiing purpose when, but when the it, hunting purpose when it comes, i would say it's even better because it's lighter it, it is lighter it is lighter but the eight man like if, if you got three or four guys the eight man offers standing room for everyone to change before they get in their sleeping bags if you aren't like lee it offers you know it, it offers really good wind performance really good weight to space ratio i mean the red cliff is i think the best weight to space ratio we make because the Redcliffe light, Red really. light, I wouldn't shy away from four people in it. I'd be really uh, mad no. if you guys snore, but like, I'm not going to be like, yeah, oh man. Or this if tech, you roll around a bunch. Junky. Like, a, like four tech. with a stove and yeah. a little bit of gear. Like, I'm not shying away from that. But the eight, I think, offers a very versatile purpose as far as like yeah. skiing, backpacking. With friends, everything's got to be with yeah. friends. If to make it's solo, that way it's a it. whole different ball game. But we're assuming he's not solo. Yeah, <clears throat> um, yeah. And so, two things I want to touch on. First, one tip: if you're if you're doing any winter camping with a center pole tent like ours are that have a lot of that have the whole weight of the tent on that center pole, and you're in the snow, you, you, you do wanna, need a platform. You want to bring, yeah. You want to bring yeah. something, whether it's a piece of cardboard. And don't wanna, make it your shovel. Yeah, yeah. don't, <laughs> yeah, because you'll need that. But you want something to put underneath that center pole to disperse that weight, so it's not just on one piece of snow. If it is, it's just gonna sink. A piece it's of wood, gonna, or even like a piece uh, of wood. What do you call it? Just a branch with pine needles or whatever you have on it. Yeah. That, yeah. that works. I yeah. mean, it, it, what you need is surface area. Yeah, yeah. surface yeah. area. Um, so that was the first thing. It's basically just like a foot for your for your pole, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's that's a good analogy. Um, but the second thing, I will say, the eight man is probably like in terms of like the mer- most versatile shelter that we have. I want to say it's probably there because that it, that or the red cliff. In my that opinion. or the red cliff. Those are probably the two. Because I mean, unless you're solo, you split the eight person up. It's not. You can bad. even you can even ice fish in the eight person. We prove that. Can we prove that? We prove that. You got room for three holes and three holes stove, stove um, chairs, chairs, beer, beer, four guys, packs. Yep, five guys, five guys, five and guys. Not the burgers. Five five actual dudes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I mean same kind of with the red cliff, but the eight person is just so like. You, it does offer you more room for sure. Yeah, and like with two people, it's really not that bad. I don't. I, I don't think that it offers you necessarily more sleeping area. I think it offers you more more space, though, like square yeah. footage wise. Yeah. yeah, well, that's and, what I'm saying. And, and height, but like, like to stuff gear in places and still have your your you know your sleeping areas, yeah. plus being able to stand up and and move freely yeah. through the tent. Um, and without having to step over people or gear. The yeah. eight, the eight or twelve man's my perfect beer tent. Beer tent? Uh huh. Beer tent. Hell yeah. Sit with your buddies and drink beer. Chairs and drink beer around a fire. Listen to things. Getting, Ultimate. 
Listen to things get into your beer cooler in the get middle of the night. Get scared yeah. every night, yeah. Listen to two bears fight and then get into the beer cooler <laughs> and then they abduct you. And, and then they throw and then somebody, and they throw boulders at you during the day. Yeah. And then somebody hangs gold bloody medallions from your your zippers in yeah. your tent. Yep. And it's come full circle. So wow. don't go in the woods. You guys have an amazing day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, and, so so let, let's let's try to let's try to land on something for this guy. Because I know we had some different opinions. So what what do we want to agree on? All three of us. What do we want to agree on for this backcountry skiing slash hunting slash <laughs> whatever else? Eight man XL stove. I like it. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, and that's only, a two three vote. The only thing would be oh, no. the the big mama stove. That would be the only. I'm, other I'm thing going I big say. mama. I'm going. I'm putting my vote big mama. I will. I will say this. Go. I will agree with Owen the eight person, but if the eight person is just too heavy, no, you can get away. You don't even have to go Redcliffe. You, if you're like, I want the teepee thing. You know, I want a perfectly circular footprint. Go with the six person. Or yeah. the four and yeah. dig it out. Yeah. And you can do a lot of things with snow. Yeah. You can get really crafty. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll call it eight person or red cliff. Just bring the and here's here's a off what we don't make. Bring dead man anchors. You mean yeah. you mean tie off with Atwood to broken branches. You could do that too. Yeah. Just it just some, dead, just be prepared to do some sort of dead man anchor. Some in the snow, snow specific. <laughs> Which I mean, if, if you're setting up, if you're setting up on the snow, yeah, and you've done it before. He probably yeah, he he probably knows yeah. the deal there. Um, and then I mean, if he wants a backpack, I would if like if he's packing in for both of these. Um, yeah, what if he's like what if he's like ski touring and he and he's so he's like skinning. In with it when on, on maybe a, pulling a pulk. Honestly, any of our packs that are the correct volume. Yeah, you know, I mean, if, yeah. You, if he wants, want if he wants something 48. for, yeah, if he wants something for hunting, you know, I mean, he can just go breakaway. But I mean, I see tons of people using the divide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and breakaway would be a good pack in this situation for skis. Like if you're if you're having to huff it up to the top of, you know, I assume he's doing some sort of hiking out of his camp in the ski with his skis on the back or maybe skinning, but he can use that breakaway to put his skis in between the, the frame and the pack bag, compress it down. Yep. Um, something like that I would think would be good. Yeah. And it's going to be great for hunting. If he's getting flown in though, I would say the flight. It's probably a little easier to ski with because the yes. frame is yes. a bit and, less stiff. And you can still store things in there like beacons. Um, and you can take the frame out, so if you're you you can get that head mobility. Yeah, with yeah. the helmet. We just we just need to figure out a way to to put a avalanche balloon in there. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's test that this this winter. Well, <laughs> I don't, don't, don't want to test the, it. Yeah, who's gonna be the <laughs> guinea pig? Man, uh, um, I'll volunteer. Dope. I'll, I'll volu- no, Sweet. <laughs> Great. I'm gonna. You volunteer as tribute. I'm gonna set up some uh, tannerite up on the side of the mountain and shoot it while you ski by. <laughs> Uh, as long as we film it, man, and I look like I'm going out like a badass. That's Sweet, all that matters. Yeah, and great. Ryan is no longer the host of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I think high danger. Yeah. I think that's it. I think that that concludes. Um, you know, if you don't want to listen to the podcast anymore because you think we're crazy, um, that's that's your fault. But no, we would love to hear your your wild outdoor stories. So spooky stories. DM us on send Instagram. Them in. Send them in any way you want. We'll, we'll do a specific <laughs> spooky story podcast next yeah. Halloween. Let's do. Let's oh, do like that's a, a great idea. Oh, dude. that's too far away. I got so many stories backed Save up. Save them. You might yeah. you might get some. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, just I do spend too much time in the woods, so yeah, that is true. In the desert, you mean woods? <laughs> God damn! This Thanks, guy. boys. <laughs> Appreciate you. We'll catch y'all next time. See you guys. Bye.